rise and it's changing lives I wanna live till I die, make a difference right I wanna give those in need a reason to fight I wanna live every day like it's my last night What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience, the podcast to help you shift your lifestyle in the areas of mindset, nutrition, and movement. Because that is the name of this game, my friends. It's always a lifestyle change, all of it. All of it. Like if you're trying to get healthier, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build muscle, trying to like run a marathon, whatever your goals are, whatever they are, it's always a lifestyle change. Because they're daily practices that lead to the goals. They're daily habits, they're daily occurrences. And so if you do not shift your lifestyle, you're always gonna hinder yourself. And even like framing it up that way for yourself is going to set yourself up long-term. Some pe- so many people are focused on the goal of, let's just say losing 50 pounds. And so they get really fixated on that. And then what happens when you achieve the goal? Well, everything was for nothing. Now I'm gonna go back to living my life the way it was, but you didn't, you, you did all of these shifts in your lifestyle for what, to lose 50 pounds, right? And so what were you trying to get out of the 50 pounds? You trying to be healthier, you just wanna look better? You know what I mean? And then so if it's maybe somewhere in the middle of both of those, you want to look better and you get healthier, then it's a lifestyle change because you can't go back to living the way you were and expect the results to stay the way they are. And so that's why it's very easy to go in a cycle of losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. If you don't address your lifestyle habits and even for, again, framing it up that way for yourself is going to make it so that like you're not like none of this is a chore. None of this is a bad thing. None of this is going to none of this is like a, a sacrifice. So people get like in this mindset of well like I can't eat this or I can't do that and I have to go do that. And it's like you have the opportunity to do all these things. And so when you frame it up that way, it's like it's all about lifestyle change, then everything's an opportunity rather than a death sentence, which, you know, sometimes you get the impression from people. And the more people I work with, it's like, people are just like, ugh, I got to work out today. Like, motherfucker, you got an opportunity to work out today. It doesn't have to be a death sentence. And so today, um, we are going to, I want to talk about something a little off topic from, I guess it's not necessarily off topic for me, but I haven't really been talking about mobility as much. And we're going to be talking about mobility today. And, um, you know, I think this is going to be a huge game changer for the overwhelming majority of people who deal with back pain, joint pain, any any kind of joint pain. And that is sneaking some mobility, some movement in throughout your day. I just shared a post on Instagram where I discussed um, three of my favorite things to do to work on mobility throughout the day. It's just some things you can do to keep yourself a little bit looser. These things will help mitigate some of the, the tension that's placed on the body through um, seated, seated, uh, seated tasks during the day. <laughs> I don't know why I phrased it up that way, but sitting frequently throughout your day. Um, and so I read a book two years ago called Standing. No, Seating? No, Desk Bound. <laughs> Standing in a Seated World by Dr. Kelly Strutt. He's a doctor of physical therapy. He's a very smart man. And I don't know if he drinks green tea, though, but I have been on a green tea kick lately. If you're someone who, quickly, quick side note, who um, drinks a good amount of coffee and you get anxious or caffeine in general, Try switching up to like green tea or matcha tea. I think matcha tea is the same way. Uh, they're they're higher in L-theanine, which I believe is an amino acid um, that helps mitigate some of the uh, anxiety-like qualities of caffeine. It's supposed to help with more clear focus instead of chaotic nature. I think it's like double the amount of L-theanine to caffeine is the ratio you want to go for. So I'm pretty sure green tea is a really low amount of caffeine. 
So anyway, if you get L-theanine, you can buy it in like powder form. You can just throw some like two, two, uh, 150, 200 milligrams of it in your coffee and you might notice a difference. Just figure that out there. Totally do your own research. I am not a doctor. I am not anybody with any kind of credibility, I suppose. So always do your own research. So, okay, now let's talk about mobility. I read this book two years ago completely changed the way I viewed things. Um, I began to reframe mobility work, stretching, um, soft tissue work, all the things I was doing is something that was, it was routine body maintenance. Kind of like when your light pops on your car, you get your battery changed, you get your car changed, your tires changed, you get your oil changed. You have like routine maintenance on your car. You got your brakes checked every 70,000 miles or whatever it is. I don't actually know I'm making this up and your body works the same way. So think about it like this. We have 24 hours in a day, right? And if you spend eight hours a day, you know, on average, of course, you're getting up for lunch, you go to the bathroom, getting water, shooting the shit with your coworkers. But let's just, all right, let's just call it like six and a half hours. Six and a half hours a day, you're spending seated at a desk doing whatever it is that you do for a living. That is nearly one quarter of your day, and that is five out of the seven days a week. So that's a good chunk of your week spent right there. Because if you think about it, the other eight hours, quote unquote, you're sleeping, so you know you got a third of your day spent to sleeping, and then damn near close to another third of your day spent seated. And so you can go to the gym for the, for an hour, but it's still only mitigating some of the effects that being seated for a large portion of your day will have on your body. And so in this book, uh, Dr. Sturette goes through all kinds of different mobility things you can do at, um, at home, at work, all the things, a way you can set up a standing desk. And I'm currently actually at my standing desk. He totally inspired me to do this. And if you have been around for a while, I used to, I have a, a Instagram page for the podcast. I don't use it anymore. But I have some clips up on there still from when I used to record the podcast. And I had a, uh, I forget what the type of box is exactly, but it's a box that I stood on my desk at the time. And that way I had a quote unquote standing desk. So uh, I didn't have to sit down anymore. Because at this time I was convinced that sitting down for long durations of time, because at the time I was working in an office, uh, was fucking my hips up even more. And now, now I understand that um, it definitely didn't help, but sitting in and of itself isn't inherently bad. But um, what you want to do is try to mitigate some of those effects by just sprinkling in some mobility, some movement throughout your days. Like take a minute, every minute on the hour, every hour on the minute. No, take a minute every hour and just do like one quick mobility drill, one quick stretch, something to loosen your body up a little bit. One minute every hour. That's all, that's all, that's all I'm asking for here. Or you can even do it less. Like do two five minute um, blocks throughout your day set an alarm in your phone so you can make this habitual and so a couple of things i talked about in the uh, piece of content i shared on instagram was the first one was like a you're standing upright and it's like a swinging twist so essentially what you're doing is you are rotating at your hips and your spine and uh, honestly for lack of a better phrase flopping your hands back and forth and just rotating your entire body to get some rotation into your spine you know you get stuck at the desk all day you're typing things up and you're in this crouched bent over position and your spine is just locked in place and you're focused on the keyboard and the computer right so getting this rotation for one it's going to get you standing a little bit more too it's going to help rotate your spine a little bit rotate your hips uh, rotate your shoulders all these muscles all these groups in all these joints in your body they have the ability to rotate so you want to get some rotation into them a really simple way low impact you're not going to hurt anything you might like accidentally slap a co-worker but like come on some people need it right you know what i'm saying anyway um so a really simple thing you can do do that for like a minute again this is what i'm saying like every minute on the hour or something just stop what you're doing set an alarm 
and bust some mobility things out. The next thing I shared in there was like a hamstring sweep. So essentially all you're doing is you're putting the leg out in front of the other and you're bending over and you're getting some, some um, length into your hamstrings. Because when you're sitting down for a long period of time, you're in this hip flex position. There's a lot of things happening here that can... Uh, start to throw your body a little out of whack especially again if you're spending a good majority of your day in this position it can really start to throw your body a little bit out of whack so you're in this hip flex position your hip flexors being shortened your glute muscles are being elongated your spine's probably rounding over to reach over for the keyboard the mouse all of the things your cell phone maybe if you're doing that um you know if you have traditional shoes sneakers uh dress shoes on you're probably getting that heel elevation with the narrow toe box and the cushion so your feet are essentially atrophying inside of the shoe and over the course of time your heel is going to that heel elevation is going to shorten your calf muscle which is going to work its way up the kinetic chain into your hamstrings which are already being shortened because of the seated position so it's like a double whammy from both sides of the joint and so uh over the course of time these muscles just get shorter and shorter and shorter and then compound this on top of all that when we're in that seated position all day and you're not consciously trying to take a deep breath in fill up your belly with air get your diaphragm working and functioning and all the things that that thing's supposed to do uh, what's going to happen is you're going to start to breathe through your neck a little bit more and if you breathe through your neck through a long duration time it's going to put your brain in in what's called fight or flight i'm sure many of you guys have heard of this by now um I'm, if i'm not mistaken i think i first heard of it back in like middle school but i didn't understand the general the the idea of it and so essentially what it was designed for in our brain was back in like the good old days i suppose you could call it uh, I view it that way sometimes. Um, the Our ancestors were trying to find food, shelter, all the things, stay safe. And so this mechanism in their brain would kick on and it would help them survive. So it's, it's our survival instincts, essentially. And in today's world, we don't have the same issues that they had. I just got the chills. I love talking about this. Um, they don't have the same issues that we, we don't have the same issues that they had. And so the when your survival instincts kick on, like your first threat is uh, Josie over there in the corner at her cubicle talking shit to amanda about you or whatever's going on or your coworker who got the raise that you didn't get and i don't know maybe it's pissing you off and so like these things um are become what we perceive as danger because this fight or flight mode is kicked on in our brain and the first thing we do is look for the threat that is causing us to feel this way and again because we don't have the saber tooth tigers the the lions the cheetahs chasing us down if that ever was a thing um we have to worry about our coworkers, and and that is what is perceived as, um, or even in school, right? Even if you're in school, a college kid, a high school student, if you have kids, and they're just like well, everyone's judging me, well, sitting down in that position for a long duration of time, you're already setting yourself up to immediately perceive everything as dangerous, and so this, oh my god, I can go down so many rabbit holes now that I'm saying this out loud. Stay on, stay on topic, Tyler. Um, and so, you know, you, you stay in the seated position all day and then like everything around you starts to view is viewed as a threat. And this is again, just your perception because you're in this, this, um, survival instinct mode that our brain developed over the course of humanity so that we could survive. And it's just different today. And so when this survival instinct is kicked on, it shuttles brain. Like when you go to the gym and you train, you work out the same thing's happening. You, your survival instincts are kicked on, um, which is why it's, you, you're stronger because you got adrenaline coursing through your blood and all the things. And so, um, when we're in the survival mode, in the survival instinct type of situation, fight or flight, we have blood being shuttled to our, um, bigger muscle groups so that we can run 
um, fight or flee. I guess run and flee would be the same thing, wouldn't they? What's it? Fight, flight, or flee. So fight, flight, or flee. That doesn't make any sense now. Anyway, that, that doesn't matter. Survival instincts. That's what matters. So, gotta take a deep breath sometimes, people. Snort a line of coke. Um, so yeah, the blood is getting shuttled to all these bigger muscle groups, and 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 you're in the seated position, going through like your survival instincts, and you have all the blood rushing to your your hip flexors, your glutes, all the things, and they're like either short and very elongated in a relatively, um, how do I want to word this? Less than ideal position. So now you have these the blood shuttling in. These muscles aren't doing anything. They're not contracting. They're not elongating. They're not uh, doing anything. And so um, the muscles begin to adapt to that position more and more and more and more. And then you do it for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. And now your your body, your nervous system is literally just wired up, um, programmed, just like this computer is programmed to bring up GarageBand when I want to record a podcast. Um to respond to your environment that way. And so again, this just happens from sitting. Like unless you're bringing like a, an incredible amount of awareness to your seated everyday life of um, being on the computer and stuff like that where you're consciously breathing. Like I used to, when I first learned this information, I used to set two to three alarms a day to remind myself to take like a deep diaphragmatic breath so I could calm myself back down, relax my nervous system a little bit and and then I started to sneak some mobility in, like some of the things I already shared. But another thing I did was I bought a million lacrosse balls, well, a million of them, a million of them. And I actually don't have any left because I gave one of my clients. I have like three. I have I leave one at the gym, I leave one in my bag, and I have two at home. And usually one goes on the road with me. Like I'm gonna be going to North Carolina this upcoming weekend, and then Texas next month. And the lacrosse balls coming with me because your boy's taking like sitting down on an airplane, all the things. My hips get so stiff, and so I co-prepared. But I used to leave a lacrosse ball at work. I started taking a resistance band to work. I actually recommended one of my clients do this because he's like, my shoulders are doing all these things, and my back, my neck started. And like I, I said, dude, I gave you that band a while ago, right? He's like, yes. So he took it to work, and, and throughout his day, when he remi- remembers, and I keep trying to get people to use the alarms on their phone. They're so fucking useful. Um, he'll, he'll just take the band, stretch it out, and he'll do some shoulder rotations, bring his arms up and over, trying to engage the shoulder blades a little bit. He'll do some band pull parts and some no money pull parts so band pull parts you're going to hold the band about uh, just outside of shoulder distance and you're going to engage your shoulder blades and pull them together and open up your chest so you're engaging the mid back muscles muscles that become elongated they are stretched out and weakened from sitting in a desk for a long duration time or just like even standing up on a laptop with your hands out in this position like at my seated uh, or my standing desk i have to be mindful of that as well uh, is are my are my hands so far protracted in front of me so that it's putting more of a stretch on my mid back and I'm not saying everybody has to do this. That's why I'm just giving some tips and stuff like that. You don't have to be this mindful of these things. I'm a nerd about the human body and I want to know all of it. Um, but just like having these tools at your disposal will go such a long way. And I'm telling you right now, like this has been the game changer in my life when it comes to um, not only getting rid of my joint pain, um, but at first managing it. Like what's going on here? Okay, so my knee's bothering me. I, I tweaked something when I was squatting. My back's bothering me. My pelvis is doing weird things. So like, what can I do about it? And it's like, once you have these tools, it's like, okay, I can manage the joint pain now. Now what do I do to get rid of it? But until you can manage like you can manage it on your own. You don't need a drug. You don't need a shot from a doctor. And once you can manage it, it's like, okay, now how can I start to 
begin to unravel this, begin to unwind this. What is happening here? Is it a movement breakdown? Is it something I'm doing on a day-to-day basis? Most of the time, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. I can promise you that much. Like one of my clients is always like uh, really tight and and whatnot. And he's like, oh man, what's wrong with me? I'm like, I'm t- there's nothing wrong with you. This is a normal adaptation from humans. Like this is a normal thing that happens to people when um, you know you go a long period of time without working out, or you don't do any kind of mobility work, or if you're just doing strength training, and you're not doing strength training in a fashion where it takes your muscles through a full range of motion. Think about the way a lot of people train out there. You go on Instagram, you find the influence you find a good really good looking people they're training uh in in a way that is contracting and shortening a lot of the show muscles and that's great for aesthetics absolutely great for aesthetics but it's not good for your long-term joint health so like what you want to do if you want to not only change your physical appearance get in good shape and also maintain your joint integrity you want to do exercises that take you through a full range of motion. And if you want some more pointers on this, I can give you a whole list of them. I'm actually working on putting together a program that I'm going to be running one of my clients through. I'm calling it the Strength Through Length Program. And we're going to be doing a bunch of exercises that take his muscles through full ranges of motion so that he can get access to uh, not only these positions that will allow his joints to move more freely, but also get some blood flow back into them and hopefully open some things up without having to go crazy with mobility work at home. And so if you want some pointers on this, some exercises, uh, feel free shoot me a dm on instagram and i will happily send you a list of exercises to begin exploring um but having these tools at your disposal to work on a little bit of mobility work bring some some movement back into your body throughout your rigid stuck day is going to be huge in long term because like if your knee is bothering you a little bit at lunchtime and then you know it's probably a combination of sitting and then walking down the stairs because you're you're just jamming a lot of pressure down on your knees as you go down and then when you get home from work it's like my knees bother me so much i can't even get to the gym because it's like this thing is aching the fucking shit out of me and and if all you did was just do some hamstring sweeps maybe um some you know like three reps three reps of an assisted split squat throughout your day just to get some blood flowing into your legs and that would help your knee pain so that by the time work is done you can actually get to the gym like doesn't that sound way better isn't that something? Because then you can you can hit your goals. Then you won't get mad at yourself for skipping a workout or or coming up with a quote unquote excuse. Like I mean, look, a lot of these things, while they could be excuses, that doesn't mean they're not valid in some degree. And it's like, well, what can you do to mitigate this thing? And so if your knee starts to bother you at lunchtime every day, and there are some things you can do because there always are to help reduce your joint pain and manage your joint pain throughout the day, so that you can get to the gym and actually do the things that you know are going to help you long term. Um, doesn't that sound like it's worth it? Again, you know, $4 on Amazon for a lacrosse ball. You can buy a resistance band set for 30 bucks. So $34, um, will give you, you know, I don't want to say a lifetime because the bands could break, but a good amount of time of managing your joint pain and bringing movement and mobility and, and blood flow back into the joints so that long-term it goes away. I honestly don't know if there's like a one-size-fits-all to how to get rid of joint pain. I think the most important thing is finding the things that make your joints feel better and then doing those on a consistent enough basis that your body can begin to restore and heal itself. You know, in my experience, I've uh, found a million things that help me and the core things that work the best i do them routinely and i've shared this before my back pain and i used to have such bad back pain it's ah, it's so intense to think about um my back used to bother me so bad but 
the things I've done, I do now, like my, my hip would cause my back pain where my hips were, are a little uneven and my hips are still a little uneven. My back doesn't bother me anymore. And that's because I've learned how to manage it and, and do the things that help me. So, um, guys, sneakers, mobility breaks in is going to be a game changer game. Absolute game changer. Just, you know, keep in mind all those things that happen to you when you're sitting down, it's not inherently bad, but if you're doing it compounded over the course of time, it's going to add up. So if you can sneak some mobility breaks in, it's going to be a game changer for sure. So I'm going to wrap it up there guys today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you took anything from this episode, please leave a rate review on iTunes, share it with your friends, share it on Instagram, on all the platforms, uh, tag your boy at Tyler underscore Egan on, on Instagram, my name, Tyler Egan on Facebook. And then on TikTok, it's Tyler underscore Egan. I think it's two or O2. All the links will be in the show notes and I'll check you guys out the next episode. Peace out, yo.